This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. All right, you hear those honks? We're in New York City, everyone. It's the Todd Berry Podcast. We're always in New York City, but today we're also in New York City. Todd Berry Podcast. Unsoundproofed apartment. It's down to earth. It's DIY. It's like punk it. rock. My guest today is Louis Katz. It is Louis, not Louis, right? It is Louis. It's spelled with an S. It's very confusing. Oh, you mean it actually... It's spelled, you don't spell Louis like the way... I spell Louis like the way it was spelled for generations oh. until Americans decided... Because I remember I said, like Lou, I called you Louis once and you yelled at me for like three hours. I'm, I'm pretty upset about it. No, actually, no, no, I never correct anybody. I don't correct anybody, which leads... Because people know me for years. I'll correct them once... If they just call me Lewis, I'm just like, you're just going to call me that. That's so it's, how it goes. it's Louis? Yeah. Spelled L O U I S. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, that's why I was, because when you correct, you did correct me once, which is yeah. fine. You should correct me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I'm, why is he? He's like, oh, he's spelled Lewis, and then he's like screaming at me like crazy because <laughs> I called him Lewis and yelling and punching me and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, but I've gotten past that. So you, uh, what'd you do today, man? Today? You're 15 minutes late. I Ooh. had it today. I applied for a job that I don't really want. I'm having a bad week. This is the high point of my week. I'm having a horrible week. Uh, if talking to me is your high point, <laughs> you're having a terrible week. Well, I'm on the podcast. After this, I'm going to see Mark Rabot. Uh, oh, really? So that's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah. I've seen him play with uh, Elvis Costello a couple of times. Oh, cool. That's really cool. He used to live close by. He might still. I don't know. Probably. He's pl- He's got a residency, so yeah, I don't I imagine to see him around. He's really good. Last, It was my favorite concert that I saw... Like last, he's year. like really like noisy and kind of atonal, kind of right. I yeah, mean, I to don't me, know. it's I don't like know how to talk about it, but it's like, um, like Coltrane on a guitar, but kind of punk rock. At least the one thing I saw. But he also does that Cuban stuff. It's all kinds of things. That's the thing I saw last year was kind of like noise like that. Huh. Well, that's cool. So, yeah. So you so got, got a little concert to go to. Yeah. So today's today past now onward should be good, but the week has not been good. In Let's general. talk about this. I uh, I found out I made it the second round of a Daily Show writer search. That's did great. Not, did not get the job. Oh, okay. And then last night my girlfriend broke up with me. Oh, seriously? Two days after I found out. So oh, we'll see. Man. I don't know if I don't know. And I, oh, I don't man. want to talk about it too much because no, it no, might I'm not, not be a permanent. Person. It might not get be. You know, it might be one of those breakup. I don't know what, but it was like, man, just all night last night, just yelling, insults, really d- degrading me. Oh, really? A little bit, yeah. Walking. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. That's not healthy. No, it's Do not. Do you ever go to therapist? I've never, ever been to a therapist. I have you, problems. I, I highly I suggest go. that you go to one. Really? Yeah, because they will talk to you about stuff like, I mean, that's just bad couple behavior is to, is to insult. Because it doesn't get anything done. By yeah. Insulting you, and you just mm. get someone angry. Well, she knows that. Uh, she knows that. She gets a... Uh, she should a, be talking to her is what I should be talking Yeah, really. She, someone needs to tell Did this, Was this a left... This is the most personal beginning or segment of this podcast ever but you seem like you're okay talking about it yeah i mean she will I, we, we must know this that she will 
find any podcast that I'm on and listen to it. So okay. we have to know that she will at some point listen to this. Well, she's not going to be mad at me, so I don't. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> he he brought this up. I was like, no, no. Uh, did she? Um, was it out of the blue breakup? Because I I met her once. Yeah, she's, and you guys were getting seemed like you're getting along. Yeah, she's in, in nice the five lady. minutes I saw you standing next to each other. We stood. We stood I well. Didn't, I didn't see one fight. Um. Well, she uh. uh I, she's actually been living with me for the last couple of weeks, like all of a sudden. Uh-huh. She's between apartments, so maybe that brought stress. And we're both like in between jobs. Like we're both about to be kind of unemployed, and, and she's well, in between apartments. You're a comedian. How are you unemployed? You're always employed. Um, well, I had, you know, I was writing for Totally Biased for a while. So that was oh. like, I was like extra employed for a while, and I kind of got used to that. I didn't, I for, either I didn't know or I forgot. Or you didn't care. Well, I definitely didn't care, but I, <laughs> I can still not care and remember something. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it, I know I was used to not being generally employed, but also I don't, I don't, uh, in the time that I got that job, my bookings dried up, so I have like no bookings. So yeah, I'm like, I'm like actually employed, not like, like just comedian unemployed. I'm like unemployed, unemployed. Wow. Yeah. So it's tough times. But I got unemployment because I had that job. And uh, and so that's looking good. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> that's a little that's a little shady use of unemployment money. What do you mean? Because you make stand up money. No, I don't make any stand up money. You make zero dollars. Zero dollars. Do you think they're listening now and they're gonna? <laughs> yes, that's what I think. <laughs> so that always used to bother me when people would be like, "I'm getting unemployment and I got a job." It's like, oh, okay, so you're just screwing over people who need unemployment. I don't have a job, man. Okay, <laughs> and it's not screwing not people over because it's it's my money. It's money I put in while I was working for them. I'm just getting my money back. Yeah, but it's for people. I'm not saying you're. You guys, I'll take it at face value that you have zero comedy income. That's a good. I think that's worth taking. You're the first comedian guest who claims to have no income. <laughs> Although I've never talked about income before. Do you? Um. So this breakup. Yeah, I don't know. Did she just sit you down? Was it like out of the blue, or was no, it like long time coming kind of thing? I think I've been like acting kind of shitty, and it's just like I kind of got what was coming to me. But she like really flipped out and took it real far. And, and was it like? You guys are just hanging out, and then there was a fight, and then in the she heat of keeps, the fight... She, she wanted to go to dinner the other night, then I got a set, so then I canceled on the dinner. Then she wanted to go to dinner last night, and I was real tired. Cause I, oh, and the other thing, somehow this week, uh, my body decided that uh, right around uh, 5 or 4.30, I would just be up for two hours in the middle of every night, which I don't know why or how that started happening. That came out of nowhere. For the last two nights, I just wake up then, and I can't just go to sleep for like two hours. So I haven't been sleeping well. So I tried to make up for the dinner that I missed, but then I was too exhausted, and then she came home, and I was just in a shitty mood because I was tired, and she just kind of flipped out, you know? I don't know. It's hard to balance, you know, especially when you get different hours, it's hard to balance lifestyles. Um, so let's talk about this dinner that you missed. Yes. Because I feel like if if that were me, I don't know the whole situation, mm-hmm. but I'd be like, uh, honey, sweetie, mm-hmm. I have a set. Mm-hmm. Can we just work around it? And get dinner like either before or after. She was. It was a last minute set, and she was. She she's usually very understanding about this, but now yeah. it's like, it's the added stress of she is about to be changing jobs, hopefully, and she has no apartment, and I am now jobless and can't sleep, and it's a battle. It's all that. It's all that stress coming together, and maybe other other issues too. This is a big deal for me. This is my first relationship in like, my first relationship with somebody in, within the same city, maybe even the same state. Um, uh huh. In a decade, and I'm you know I'm 34, so that's <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. 
Yeah, I have a girlfriend now, but I hadn't. I didn't have one for a long, long time. Yeah, it's kind of a comedian way. It's, it was easier. I had long distance relationships and yeah. weird, horrible things like that. Do you? Um, so did she? So she said we're done. She said. Yeah, she did. And then today she's been wanting to get back together with me. But I don't know. She brought some things up. I don't know, man. I don't know where it stands. We're in the midst of this right now. We don't know where it's going to settle. We're not, so not going to resolve this at the end of this. So she, of this said, uh, she said, I, I want to break up and I, can I still stay here? No, she's moving. To, she's moving. Oh, she's moving. Yeah, she is moving. Okay. Well, that made it a little easier for her. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe I hope it works out. We'll see what happens. Yeah. You guys might just need a little cool time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she wanted to hang out and go to the jazz show tonight just so see Margaret Bow. And I'm like, nah. I don't think it's a good idea. You gotta have another conversation, but that's gonna get, it might get you. Say, hey, let's have a conversation, but let's just uh, talk about how we feel as opposed to name calling. Yeah, there was uh, she cooled down and then, but then I mean, it was just it's it, she's a bad drunk. See, I'm a good drunk and she's a bad. I, she's. A, oh, you guys were drunk. She was drunk. I was sober. Oh. I was just exhausted. So she oh, and she she is a angry drunk. I'm a loving drunk. I'm very you know honestly. I'm a I'm good at drinking. Not, I kind of don't even drink that much anymore, but when I do drink, I get very just boisterous and happy, and she gets like... She breaks she, up with people. She picks fights. She gets real crazy. Really? Yeah, she gets crazy. She does this thing. She said she learned it from like reality shows where she like, she'll clap every word, and she gets all angry. And it's, oh my God. Yeah, I, I, it's too much reality shows. So that's, that, that's, uh, that's pretty intense when she's that's clapping. That's a little rough. Yeah, she's clapping. So it sounded like there was a great show going on in your apartment last night. She was just all this Oh, the applause. worst was, well, I was hungry and I had no food in the house. So <laughs> that's funny. Oh, you just got what I <laughs> yeah, said. Yeah, sorry. I'm slow. Well, I was going to tell you the story. Go, tell me. We had like a kind of a little blow up. And then I'm like, well, I still want to get dinner. She said she's not hungry. So I walked to this bodega. It's like five minutes away. And she's like, she's going to come with me. I thought we were going to talk it out, but then she just I just got berated in the freezing cold for five minutes, bought a sandwich, berated on the way back. It was horrible, man. A See, horrible I think, night. I think if that ever happens again, here's what you do. Because if I ever – I haven't had this in a while, but if – I just won't have a conversation with someone who's really drunk. Mm. Like, you just go – you know, I know you can't realize this now, but you're really drunk, so I'm going to not have this conversation with you until you sober up. See, she hasn't she doesn't, she doesn't seem that drunk. She's not, like, slurring. It's just something that happens when she's drunk. She's yelling know? and clapping. Yes, she's and yelling and clapping. Yeah. <laughs> I guess those would be the signs that she might be a little drunk. She'd be like, slurring wouldn't... I could deal with slurring. <laughs> no, slurring would no. Slurring would be the least of the things that she would be doing wrong. I thought she was just... I thought she was just how she felt. I didn't put it together that she was just drunk. Right. But it should have. I mean, she just came from a bar. I know what's going on at the bar. You know, and I think she came from the bar and she's having fun. And she was at this bar, the woods, where a lot of people go. It's kind of like a pickup bar over in Williamsburg. You know, we meet people. She's remembering how youthful she is, and she's seeing me, and I'm like, I'm tired. I just want to eat a sandwich. Yeah. I think that kind of weighed on her a little bit. You know. She's like, Why don't you go to this pickup bar with me? <laughs> <laughs> hey, honey, you want to go to a pickup bar? <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't know if there's really a bar like that. You know, it's like a place know. where you, you know you meet people. You know, do people meet people there? That, yeah. yeah. Wow. Make it sound like it's like a like a Three's Company bar, like the Regal Beagle or something. Yeah, it sounded a lot like a Three's Company. I'm sure. No. <laughs> so you so that happened. That's not good. Mm-hmm. And you came second round on the Daily Show thing. Yeah, and I didn't. I almost didn't want it at first because I didn't like writing on the on totally biased. Now this is also the thing. I wasn't very happy there. I just didn't like. I don't. I don't know if I like writing. Period. So, uh, but then I was like. Oh, this is the Daily Show. Like, and I realized it, and then I re- thought I had a really good chance, and then I made it second round. And you know, it's like playing the lottery. Like, I was already like, oh my God, I'll stick around until I get my first Emmy, then I'll move on. Well, that's the thing. Know. I mean, because if you get a writing job, 
which is a good thing. You get, suddenly have this steady income that you might not have had. Mm-hmm. As you say, you have zero income. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which, although I've seen the rooms you play, so I'm going to go ahead and say you do have zero income. <laughs> so you have zero income, and then suddenly it's like it's hard to go. I'll just do this for thir- you know 13 weeks yeah. and make way more money than I ever made, and then I'll just quit. Yeah. But you don't, so you don't want to get locked into something you don't like, but also, it's not, it's nothing wrong with saving some money. Yeah, I could save some money. It's just, it's just if I had any kind of, I, I really have no road business. Like, straight up, I don't. Really? I don't draw, man. I mean, this draw. podcast doesn't get the lowest ratings of any podcast you've done on the oh, podcast I'm, charts. Well, then I won't release it. <laughs> but let's keep talking anyway. Did you, um, so how many rounds is The Daily Show? It was two. The first one, I had to write three pieces for the first one. The next one was 24 hours. I had to write about the damn NSA scandal, which is like, just like, just like something about the NSA scandal. Five minutes funny so on then that. First, you had to learn about the NSA scandal. Oh, yeah. It was like, it was, I mean. I mean, I know a little of it, but if I had to write something, I'd be like, oh, shit, I got Well, the other thing is that. I myself a little bit. What I found writing for Totally Biased is that, like, as far as political stuff goes, a lot of times, I either, or news stuff, either, like, it's two categories. One, I don't give a shit. Or two, it's so nuanced that I'm like, I can't really take. Like, I just don't have that clear of an opinion. I'm like, well, I could see both sides. That's why someone, like, who's really good at that? Like, like Kurt Metzger. He, like, has an opinion right away on something yeah. out of nowhere. I'm like, uh, I don't know. And I, and I could see it a, a bunch of different ways. Um, So, second round is... So, you got past the first round to the second round. Yeah. And then they... Were they, they looking for just one person? Just one person. I think only, like, 10% of the people made it. So, I guess it was only up against four other people. and And then they waited, like... Two weeks afterwards to tell me, and I'm like, just that whole time, I'm like, and I'm doing that thing where, like, I think I might have the job, so I'm not really going to work on right. these other things that I probably should be working on. Yeah, never think you have the job. Yeah, but. I know. It's always a mistake. Till the money's in the bank. Um, <laughs> money's in the bank. Yeah. Till the money is in the thing. I said the bank. That's oh, did you say that? Yeah, oh, that is, man. Uh, that is where I people just keep, hitting, keep their I kept uh, money. hitting the thing thing. Yeah, like, you made a mistake. mistake. No, you made the mistake. But I made the mistake. Yeah, you made the mistake. But, you know, I'm going to keep that in. <laughs> I'm not going to cut that out. I'm, gonna, I'm not afraid to look bad on my own. <laughs> bad podcast <laughs> so but th- you got to think that if you're a positive thinker you didn't yes. get the job but you made it real close right right almost almost got to that's think about I getting feel when job. people tell me they do an audition they like get a call back it's like well you must have done something these people watch people all day so yeah. th- they said let's bring this person back so you must have done something positive well i didn't need to almost just all right let's not say almost good i didn't need to not get this job to know that i'm a good comedy writer i already knew i was a good comedy writer maybe you're now, too co- maybe you're cocky that's the problem <laughs> starting to see that you're cocky and uh, <laughs> but it's like i mean saying like if i was some guy off the street and i had a day job and i wasn't ever doing comedy and then i applied for this job and i made it the second round that would be an incredible achievement mm-hmm. but i'm already a professional yeah. comedy person besides the fact that i make zero income and uh what's the last road gig you did I was opening for uh, Drew Carey a lot uh, last at the end of last year. I don't think I've met a comic who doesn't open for Drew Carey. I've met probably <laughs> 30 comics that open for Drew Carey. I wish it was just me. <laughs> That's a nice gig from the 30 other people I've talked to who have done it. <laughs> yeah, man. He's real cool. He is a cool guy, yeah. right? Super he's cool. fun to hang out with. He's fun to hang out with. He's really nice. He's really cool. I met him like once and he was he was really nice. It's not just... It's also like you see why he's so successful. Like he's really interested in like learning new things. Like he took like... A sketch writing class, like last year. Really? Like you know what I mean? Like he doesn't have to take a sketch writing no. class. You know, he can he have d- someone come to his house. Yeah. Teach him sketch writing. Well, he might have done that, but still, <laughs> the fact that he took the class, took that the time to learn it. You know. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's impressive. Always wanting to learn and really pushing himself. So, how many shows did you do with him? Oh man, we did about four weeks together. Four nonstop weeks? No, uh, they were broken up. Like, so you did some big theaters and stuff? 
No, he's actually working smaller clubs uh, to work up his act. So how did you get those gigs? That was through my agent. And oh, that's the other thing is that I'm between agents right now, and my manager is like really sick, so I haven't been able to talk to anybody about a plan. Like, there's no plan. I don't know what's going on. I got the unemployment. That's all I got going for me. Do you um? Why did you? Why are you not? If you want to talk about this, why are you not with this agent who got you this four weeks of work? That agent moved to to a different agency. Yes, moved to a different Things agency. Things are getting real show busy here. Should I now. not drop? Should I drop the you names? You can drop. You can drop the... Well, I wouldn't... So, you don't have to say your agent's name. All right. So my agent moved to another agency. Let's yeah. just put it that way. Okay. We'll cut that out. My agent moved to another agency, and it's a question of whether I moved to that agency with him or stay at the old agency. And no one was really giving me that much work, so... <laughs> so why didn't you move? What do you mean? To where? To, to the other agency? The new one? Yeah. Because the other departments might not want me. Because nobody wants me. Because I make zero income. See? I think you got to spin yourself uh, a little more positive light, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure people are listening and going, oh, this sounds pretty funny. <clears throat> but you can't be trashing yourself that much. That's I saw right. you have a decent set at the Comedy Cellar the other night. You're in at the Comedy Cellar. That's a tough nut I to crack. I am at the Comedy Cellar. That feels good. How, when did you start working there? Um, About a year... Uh, over a year ago. It was a uh, Hannibal Gummy, actually. It was real Really? Cool. Yeah, it was... Because uh, I always thought... um. Not to, he's told me so many things, but I'm, I'm close to Attell. Like he's one of the New York comics that I knew before I moved here. I opened for a bunch. I thought Attell would help me get in. And Attell's always, I think he's nervous about who he recommends and stuff like that. He's, he's super generous with me and always helps me out, but he was like, never sure if I was ready. And then all of a sudden I just was hanging out with Hannibal there one night, like on, on a Christmas Eve, I think last year, because we were going to go to some uh, Jew party, like Jew Christmas party. Jew party? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Lily Katz is Jewish, so am I. So <laughs> I guess that's acceptable. I don't think it is, though. So. It's Maybe. all right. <laughs> I would probably say the same thing. Jew party. It was a Jew. It was like a J. It was like a Jew. Like Hebe. It was like a Hebe Christmas party for Jews. Hebe magazine. Yeah. <laughs> you're, not, no, yeah. You're, you're not using the slur Hebe. And Hannibal was invited. Yeah, they love He's, Hannibal. Hannibal. He Everyone is. loves Hannibal. So he. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so uh, I just met him there, and he was like, "You want? I'm going to introduce you to Estee. She's like, you want to do a set? And oh, she was set. at the party. Or no, you? she was at she was at the okay. cellar that night, and I, she saw me, and then I did a set. So you did a set right there? Yeah, right there. Wow. And she passed me. Yeah. Like, out of nowhere. So, you know, like, just a show. Every time, every club I got passed out in New York is, like, through some... I can't give any advice to anybody because it's all through, like, magical That's, uh, happenstance. Well, that that is the way it happens. Yeah, you, always. You keep going on, and eventually Hannibal sees you, who yeah. I... <laughs> I'm responsible for Hannibal's success, by the way. <laughs> I've helped him in the past. And he's, I think he's doing better than I am. It depends on how you define that. <laughs> but he... Uh, but I think that's the best way to do it is to just suddenly have to go on, I think, rather yeah, than sure. do like your auditions in three weeks. Well, the only thing, I, well, there's, yeah, then you have three weeks of like uh, yeah. stressing out. But the thing with that was that uh, I uh, I had, I was drinking a little bit and oh. I, don't, I don't drink before I do stand up. Oh, okay. So that was like a little bit like, yeah, it's a little iffy. Yeah. But I, cause I thought it was done for the night. I usually do a set and then I'll have a couple of drinks. And so that was like a little bad, but it, but it, it turned out all right. How, um, how long did you do? Like 10 minutes or something? Yeah. Something like that. Maybe And seven. then she said, I'm passing you. Yeah, and then I went upstairs and filled out the form. Man. That's great. Yeah, it was cool. It was a real. That's cool. a good club. But then there's all the other clubs that don't work. Me, I mean, there's, there's all kinds really? of tr- trouble. But I feel like once you work, the comedy cellar, you can go. I do paid spots at the com- oh paid spots at the comedy cellar. Well, I get paid mostly in falafel, so it's not something I could report <laughs> regarding uh, unemployment. But uh, once I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm. Dep- I feel like I'm ratting you out, but I think you ratted yourself out. No, I'm. Look, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too honest, but look, I don't know. If you were too honest, you wouldn't be filing for unemployment because you'd be like, I have this comedy income that I make that I'm still lying about. How much money do you think I make through the sets that I do at one club that I work at one set, one weekday set a week? 
I'd say 300,000 a year. <laughs> Roughly. Um, all right, let's let's not talk. I about guess this money. is bad that I'm keep talking about how unsuccessful I am. I don't think this is a good. Well, angle. we'll, we'll turn it around. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it around for you. Are you? I got this. <laughs> so you did that. So then you. Uh, but can you go to the other clubs and go? I'm, I'm a regular at the comedy cellar. That yeah. should at least make them go. Okay, well, I'm a regular at the comedy cellar. I have a half hour special. Oh, I'm that's on right. HBO. I have an album on Comedy Central Records. I have a lot of things that a lot of the people that they are regular regulars are. Don't have, but they don't care. I don't know why they don't care. You know. Well, I don't want to start naming clubs that you don't work at. There's <laughs> too it's afterwards. The podcast isn't long enough to I name know, them. I know. I don't think my QuickTime <laughs> file will uh, will uh, be enough capacity. <laughs> so do you? Uh, so you stand up to your first love more than acting, more than? Oh, uh, well, I mean, what I really like growing up was. Uh, before I didn't even did stand up was like sketch. I love starting out live a lot, but then it seemed way easier to start doing stand up just you and a microphone. So that's what I've been doing the whole time. Acting, I hate auditions. I wouldn't mind writing, but I like to write my own thing. I like the freedom. That was the thing about the writing job is not just that I realized I didn't want to give up stand up for writing. Is like I hate having a boss. That's one thing I forget about. It's like it's not about being rich or famous through comedy. It's not like not having a boss through comedy is. And unfortunately, you kind of need to be kind of rich and famous to not have a boss. And also like. Especially with comedy, which is something that we both would like to think we're good at. Mm-hmm. So when you get a writing job and someone says, yeah, that one's not. You know, mm-hmm. It's all right. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. You can use this one. This is fine. <laughs> this is good. You know, yeah. there's no, don't ask me for 10 more of these. Yeah, yeah. It's I got crazy. One. Yeah. So there's that kind of annoyance of the, I think sometimes with the writing jobs, you just, you feel like you just got to go, okay. Yeah. Whatever you need. Yeah, well, it turned into a, and also I just realized like it's my first job in so long. Like I was, I have all these bad habits from school. Like anyone tells me what to do, I'm like, fuck this. Yeah, you know, punk rock. It. Yeah, yeah, real punk rock. Where did you, where did you go to college? Where did you go to college? I did. I went to college. I, well, I grew up in Los Angeles and I went to uh, Berkeley, UC Berkeley. Did I meet you in San Francisco? Yeah, probably. That's where I met. Like that's where I started. That's where. You, how long ago? I started there, coming on 13 years. I started there in 2001. 2001. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, that's like two years ago. <laughs> two thousand one. Oh yeah, my god. that's what I'm saying. I've been doing I've it. Done like thirty-four Letterman's by by two thousand one. <laughs> so yeah. you did a half-hour special, though. Yeah, yeah, I did that. That was good. That Some, went well. A couple people saw it. And uh, but no, other things are good. I can tell you other stories besides like just how my income sucks and my job isn't working well. Now I've, let's I've, hear I've one. Lived a life. Let's do it. I've lived a life. What do you got? I, uh, I could tell you about my road story. You have two. I have, two, I have road stories. Oh. I have. Uh, I lived in Brazil for a year. I've traveled the world. I've done all kinds of things. Let's do uh, road stories. All right. Or should we go Brazil and then back to road stories? No, it's wherever you want to Let's take do it. Brazil. Let's do Brazil to podcast. shift gears a little bit. All right, Brazil. Let's. So let's, you lived in Brazil. I lived in Brazil for how? Long? I've never been to South America. Oh, it's awesome, man. I thought you were. Didn't you go to? Coast? Oh, Central America. I went to Guatemala. Oh, okay. All right. Where's that? It's in Central America. Right, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I lived in Brazil and I'd, I've never heard of Guatemala. <laughs> I just can't remember where it is. I get confused sometimes with the ones on the what is it called, an isthmus, and the top of South America. All right, now you're getting now you're getting above my head. <laughs> so you lived. In, how did you live in Brazil? Well, I studied abroad there for a year. For, what'd you study? I just hung out. I mean, I studied. Well, my major was uh, third world political economy, so it would make sense for me to go there. And from kind of, Berkeley. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a, you're smarty pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, uh, to some extent. I mean, my my grades were all right. I got straight A pluses the year I was in Brazil. Really? <laughs> yeah. And I worked the least hard. It was incredible. It was awesome. Was it just too easy or was it? Man, the, I think the teachers were just cool. Like, I had to take classes in Portuguese. First of all, it was, it was way easier than Do you speak Berkeley. Portuguese? I speak fluent Portuguese. Oh, my God. Yeah. I kind of want to go to Portugal. I, I was in the airport there. Didn't like the airport, but I can't speak more about the country. Really? I've heard it's great, though. But, uh, yeah, the airport, man. Oh, it's one of those ones where it's like they got security, and then they got security right before you get into your gate, and there's no food. They're like, they don't get capitalism in some of these other countries. Like, why don't you sell me, sell me shit? You have me locked up here right before the gate for an hour. Have something for me really? to buy. But there's no food. You know, you know what I'm talking about airports yep. like that, right? I do. It's just the worst. Where you're like, oh, I passed some food and I was looking for some better food. Yes. And now I've got no food. And a <laughs> backpack and a bag that I don't want to walk back to a different terminal. Well, I would have had to go through security to go to do it. Oh my god! Yeah, so it was just so I don't recommend it just for the airports. But besides that, I've heard good things about Portugal. But Brazil and Brazil was awesome. But unfortunately, now it's gotten crazy expensive. I think it's more expensive than here even. Rio is right now. Really? And Rio is like, man, it's one of the most beautiful cities I've ever been to. It's it's incredible city. It's beautiful though in a different way than we're used to beautiful cities here. Really? Like the way I think Americans and generally people consider beautiful cities like a lot of the architecture, right? The buildings itself are beautiful. Maybe in a beautiful setting like in San Francisco or something like that. Or here with the you know there's some with the rivers and the bridges and all that, but uh, in Brazil it's like kind of ugly buildings, but in the most like amazing natural setting. Right. So if that bothers you to see like a natural setting ruined by this giant city, maybe you won't like it. But it's like it's like just a it's like a big city plopped down in a tropical forest. It's incredible Which, and a beach. Did you live in Rio? Yeah, I live in Rio and in Salvador. Have you been to Sao, Sao Paulo? I've been to Sao Paulo. I've been all around. So when I was there, I got an air pass. And I traveled all over Brazil. Sao Paulo is like, is it the biggest city in the world? Or it's one? It's definitely in the top five. Man, I thought I thought all the biggest cities were like... No, Sao Paulo is definitely one of them. It's up there, but like so many of them are these like... Uh, are Asian now. Are Asia mega cities. Like, oh, really? Yeah, I, I thought it was all like a lot of... La- I thought it was like Mexico City. Mexico City's got to be one I, of them. I thought it was up there, up there. But man, I'm telling you, these like... It's like all these cities in... Like not just China or like Tokyo. It's like also like some places in... Kuala like, Lumpur? Something like that, yeah. It's in Malaysia. <laughs> I'm a bright guy. I know that. that well, got people are like, famous- wow, that dude is... I thought he was dumb for a second, but that's how very smart. Well, you got the Malaysia joke. I mean, I people know, I still talk about it. Uh, yeah, people. <laughs> Actually, I did get a... Well, <laughs> someone wrote to me and said they were offended by it. <laughs> Recently? Yeah, like, you know, it's from, they saw like a 1999 Conan clip. Like, I'm Malaysian. That's offensive. And then shortly after that, I met an actual Malaysian comedian who said he liked the joke. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to assume it's fine. Then. <laughs> if the actual Malaysian comic said it was fine. But yeah, um, so so you lived so how you lived there for a year? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was awesome. I had like lots of I learned Portuguese. Some crazy adventures. I was like, where was I once? Once I was a, uh, I met some guys like in this in, <laughs> just some capoeira dudes. Some like, what dude, dudes? Guys that do capoeira. What is that? You know, you haven't seen you know capoeira. I, I feel embarrassed. No, no, it's like that weird thing where it's like the play. Uh, it's like it's kind of like break dancing, and kind of like martial arts, and then kind of like gym 
gym stuff? Gymnastics. Gymnastics. This gym stuff is the other way. I didn't call. know what Kamawama is, but I do know the word gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> the word gymnastics I'm pretty comfortable with. So you, you ever seen those, those boom, 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 and they're like doing like, they're going back and forth. They kind of do car, they look like they're doing cartwheels and almost kicking each other in the face, but they don't. You ever seen that around? I probably have seen something along those lines. You've seen it before. Yeah. You've seen it. It's around. Anyway, that's like a, it's like a way that they would just, um, it was like a martial art that's from Brazil. It's kind of dancing mixed with martial arts. It's the way they would hide like their means of self-defense from like um, the slave masters and stuff like that back in the day. So it's like a um, black generated martial art from there. And also kind of a dance. It's kind of a combined thing. Anyway, there's different schools, schools or crews or whatever you want to yeah. call it. Different groups that do different capoeira. And I was staying with some of them on this tropical island. All the other people from my program were somewhere else, but I was staying with these guys and it was like uh, we bought a bunch of weed I smoked this is when I first learned Portuguese and alcohol helps you speak another language but I found that weed makes it way harder like I couldn't I couldn't put words together I was just super paranoid I don't know what I was I would just stay in a tent with a guy I just met now, that's never a good situation and uh, I don't think staying in a tent with a guy <laughs> or anyone you've known for a long time <laughs> basically I don't think it's ever good to stay in a tent <laughs> It was an odd... I mean, especially if you can't speak the language of the people. <laughs> How old were you? Like 22 or something? 20? I was 20. I did oh so God. many... The way I lived that year, it's like, man. Really? I was getting... Well, the, you know, because this happens a lot of times because it's a Southern Hemisphere. It's junior year abroad. This doesn't matter if it's Southern Hemisphere. But, you know, you go to these countries when you're 20 and you're an American and all of a sudden you can drink. And you just go, or at least I went, just buck wild. You know what I mean? Because I couldn't drink in America. Here I can drink right. in the streets. So I just went nuts. I was I was drinking so much. Did they make then. those? Was it caparinas? Yeah, caipirinhas. Oh, yeah. I've had those. Those are good. Yeah, they're very What's delicious. the difference between a caparina and a mojito? Uh, mojito has um, soda. <laughs> Mint. You, you, know, you don't care? You want to no, know? No, I do. It's just funny that we're talking about this. Well, it's but like, I did bring it up. But there's yeah. a, I think a mojito is soda, rum, mint leaf, and some sugar. Mm-hmm. The cool thing about um, uh, a caipirinha is they just kind of uh, they they mash up the sugar with the with the rum and then just add ice and lime and that's oh no, they mash up the sugar the lime and then they add ice and liquor so there's no other mixer it's just sugar lime ice and a uh, cachaça which is cane uh, cane liquor yeah I once got invited to a hoity party in the Hamptons mm-hmm. or I ended up at a hoity event yeah I guess I did get invited I didn't crash it and they were making those and they were so this is not interesting at all, but they were good. They were? <laughs> that drink you just mentioned, I had a good version of that. <laughs> I had a well-made one of those. At the Hamptons? Yeah. It's a yeah, long story. Part of the Hamptons? I went to... It's a long story. All right. Uh, is the food good in Brazil? Did they do that... Uh, what was that Rio de Janeiro or something like that? Rio de What is that? Rodi- what is it when they keep bringing out meat? That's Churrasco Rio. Churrasco. Maybe there's a restaurant I heard called. Oh, Jesus is something else. It's um, that's like a all you can eat or something. I can't remember almost. With that, I believe that's all you can eat. I did like that. that once. It was uh, where was I? I was in Australia and I had a dinner like that. Where, yeah, you know, it's just kind of like by the time the seventh round of meat comes around, you're just like, yeah, I don't. Well, the meat's good. I don't want that. What I would do in Brazil is they'd also have all you can eat sushi. So I'd go for the sushi. Yeah, and then I'd eat all that, and then maybe a couple pieces of meat. They got chicken hearts there. I like chicken hearts. Those are good. Give you this. Uh, courage of a chicken um but um oh yeah so i was staying with these guys let me finish the story yeah. so i'm staying with them and all of a sudden one of the guys comes back his name they had, they had these like uh names like one was called jamaica and the other one called was i forget they had like weird code names from being in this capoeira school 
And apparently one of the guys got beat up by another guy, another capoeira school on this island. So now I'm staying with these guys and there's coming up drama. Well, can you imagine watching those guys fight? Uh, must well, be, that must be brutal because they're so flexible and good shape. Oh, yeah. They do crazy kicks and stuff like yeah. that. So I'm walking with the guy down like a, trop- like a path through a tropical forest. We were staying on top of a mountain. And I'm just like talking to him. I'm like, he's like, yeah. I was like, what happened last night? Because I couldn't understand because I was high and it was late. And I don't speak Portuguese that well. And he's like, yeah, these guys, uh, this other school is here. And they got in a fight with one of us. And, you know, we probably got to leave soon. I'm like, oh, really? This is crazy. Like, I'm like, do, you have, do they have guns? He's like, I hope not. That's what he says. I hope not. And then all of a sudden, and then I'm like, well, that's crazy. And then I start asking him another question. And he's not answering me. He's just looking ahead. And all of a sudden, this guy runs up the path and jump kicks him. Yeah. And then there's a whole gang of dudes. They start fighting him. So now I don't know what to do. I'm like, I'm just trying to grab his stuff. Like, I didn't know what to do. So I just, I feel no, bad. Gotta run. I ran back to get help. I ran back to where we were to get these guys to help. So I grabbed his like sunglasses to save them. And I ran back up to where we were. To get help, it was like it was like six dudes, and like I mean, this guy just ran up the path and just kicked him. It was crazy, and then we had to leave the island that day. They're like, "You got to get out of here." What happened to him then? Uh, all of a sudden, they start man. By the time we were running back to help him, he's like walking back with those dudes. So I think they're like, "You just need to get off this island." Is basically what it is. You know what I mean? It's like it's like not like you know, it's like a gang kind of old school kind of gang. You like know, like gentlemanly. I don't. He just walked right up to him and kicked him. So I don't know, gentlemanly. But I mean, is. like we're like, all right, now we're gonna help you get. We're going to save you and help you get off the island? Well, I think there was a guy... The, per, the place we were staying was this guy who was, like, part of their capoeira school that was cool with the other one. And they were like, all right, we'll send you back there, and then you guys got to go. And that's how it went. Wow. It was real crazy, man. That's it. Yeah. You got to run in that situation. What are you going to do? Yeah. The only thing that could happen if you don't run, either you have to be some sort of hero and miraculously beat up six guys who probably are better at fighting than you are. Or... <laughs> or, or you... Uh, you run. Well, I always say, I have things like that also. And, uh, it's like an issue I keep thinking about. Like, when is it, when do you have to, not, this, obviously in that situation, I had to go. There were seven guys. I just met yeah, this guy. Man. I had to go. But other things, are you, are you, you're, kind of, you're confrontational, right? If someone says, no, I'm not. You're not, not at all? No. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but if someone says something to you, you'll say something back. Or is uh, that only on stage? I mean, on stage, you have a little more confidence. Than, yeah, yeah, Or totally. more likely to do that then. But even then, but, no, I'm not going to tell off a guy in the, in, I mean, also, it doesn't happen. It's, it's very. I mean, it's not like I'm walking around. People are picking fights with me. So you never. Ha- I don't know. I just never know when it's like. I think I choose the wrong battles, and sometimes I'm like, it's not worth it. And sometimes I wish I had done something, and I never know. Like what? Like someone cutting you off or something? Like the one. T- this is one time I did choose the battle and was stupid. I was with Arge Barker in Atlanta, and we went to this crazy club. He met some like uh, some like Indian fan of his. Who want to take us? This, took us this really douchey club. Mm-hmm. I got to pee really bad, and like I'm waiting in line, and all of a sudden this guy gets out of the stall. I'm a stall pisser. I always piss in the stall. I don't use a urinal. And uh, this guy just jumps ahead of me, and he goes in the stall. So I'm like, this is this is the time I'm going to stand up for myself. Like I had a guy do that to me once who yeah? cut the line, and I I still fantasize about what I would have done, which was take my belt off <laughs> and lock him in there. <laughs> And I did, you know, of course I didn't do that. And he was also, you know, like, huge guy, whatever. But he, did, so, he, he cut in front of everyone, and all, like, with a smile, not like I accidentally cut the line. Like, he knew what he was doing. What an asshole. So this guy, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Oh, yeah. So then he goes in, and it's like a handicapped sauce's room in there. And I'm like, I'm like, fuck that. And I go in next to him. 
I'm like, I'm gonna pee. I'm gonna pee in here. Then. Oh my god! And then I'm yelling. I'm like yelling in a bedroom. I'm like, I already got my dick out. I already got my dick out because I did. But then I couldn't get it to go. It was like too intense. So you were two of you were in a stall. Yeah, we're like oh standing next to each other. I had my dick out. And I'm yelling that that I got it out. And then I'm like, I can't even go. And I just had to. I just had to wait. It was did he horrible. like want to fight you or anything? Or? No, he was just like drunk. You know. Right. He just like. But it was like that's. I don't know why that was the time I chose to to stand up for. There myself. was a guy who I. I mean, I only said like one. I was in line. I was at the cellar going to the bathroom and then you know if you go to the bathroom the cellar at the wrong time like when the show's just letting out yes there's like a line of people and there's only like a couple of toilets and I was like had a little pee shy thing mm-hmm. and it's just fuck this fucking assholes like come on man you gotta push it you gotta push it that does not help and I just said back, yeah you gotta push it you gotta push it <laughs> but I was really like that was the extent of me talking back I was just like <laughs> Fucking yell at me while I'm peeing. <laughs> but I had a whole fantasy of like, you know, they have the big bouncers there. Like, hey man, this guy's threatening me. You know? <laughs> and then they they hold him and they let me give one like once I get to stab him once. <laughs> and they go, hey, here there, I push that, push that knife in you, fucking asshole. <laughs> but uh, that's a pretty funny reaction. Is the uh, peeing? Yeah. Next, like literally going into the stall. So yeah. you're a stall peer. Yeah, always, every time. I just like I, it. I, I, it's nice, right? I like having my own little room all of a sudden, too. It's yeah. like a sanctuary, you know? I just like being in there. Also, you know what I also, to, not to get too graphic, I, I, I like to dab with a little bit of toilet paper. That's the way I like to do it. You dab? I dab. <laughs> I'm a dabber. <laughs> I just read something about, uh, on that, you know that website, Lifehacker? Yes. They have like a, a not safe for work version of that, which likes more racy stuff, and they had a thing telling you how to stop that last drop. What was it? Which is like you push, like on, I forgot the name of, it's kind of like your taint area. Yeah. <laughs> and like, like, I don't, can't imagine doing that. I like, you know, I'll deal with the one drop of pee. And I'm not going to reach down that into drop. my taint to shove. No, if you taint, I mean, that's also what you're supposed to do for like that tantric stuff. Like that's good for sex. That's like man, male kegels. You know, you're supposed to, you're supposed to work that out anyway. And if I could do that, you're saying you have to push it manually? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Like with right. your fingers, yeah. Oh, I think yeah, that. No, I no. mean, I glanced at it. I think that's what they said. But Maybe you could carry on like a stick just to do that. <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was just like, oh. Because I was like, oh, that's, I'll, I'll read this solution of this problem. Oh, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> that's a, it's hard to get at. That's really hard to get at. I don't, you, yeah. Your hand washer, I assume. Big yeah. time, right? Yeah, way too. It. Yeah, we're both, we got that in common. Yeah, I got my, my hands are all chapped because it's, yeah. well, it's because it's winter, but. No, winter is the worst. It's really, it's really hard on you. Just, it's uh, hard on the hand washer. Yeah, yeah. You got to lotion it up, man. I do lotion. I got lotion all over the house. How about this? You start using this uh, hand sanitizer that's with like a lotion. A lotion in it? Yeah. Uh-huh. That I, helps I'm, a lot. I'm wary of those hand sanitizers. I use that in a, like a last ditch kind of like thing. Like. If I come off the subway and then I go to like Chase Bank and they have that hand scent free sanitizer, yeah, I might give myself a score because I touch. But that's it. You don't carry it with you? No, because I've heard mixed things like that. It, um, you know, what I used to carry with me was what? like towelettes. Nice, because you know you go sit down where you have to touch your food and then maybe yeah. there's not a good bathroom and you're like, oh fuck, I don't want to touch my. Or you go to like Chipotle and there's not a bathroom that you where you have to get a key or like key bathrooms. Oh yeah, man, I used to have a whole bit about that. What did I used, you really? Yeah, I would say it's like a. Like some kind of, you have to get the key from somebody else, like a fecal baton pass. It's so gross. Yeah, yeah. Like all I think of is how filthy that. Yeah, is. I will not. I, I hate touching did a bit keys. about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. What's weird about it is like, I'm like a, I'm a hand washer. I'm super clean about things. But I got over my fear of public restrooms like a while back, and I'm way into you. I'm not way into this, but I'm <laughs> like, it's like changing. Like once you're okay with using public restrooms for someone who like for decades 
was like not okay with it. Yeah. It like I think they're the worst places on earth. But go ahead. I'm just saying. It just like how many, if you're someone. So are you the kind of person who won't use public bathrooms? Oh, I will. Yeah. I, All right. I, I have a I have a rule that a life rule for everyone, which is always go to the bathroom when you need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> that thing where you're like, ah, eh, you know, I'll do it later. Then you, you always yeah, end up like, up. right? Then you're like, oh, wait. The train then is 15 minutes late. And yeah, then you're yeah, like, yeah. why don't I just fucking pee? That is a good rule. Yeah. That's a good rule. That is a good rule. Go well, ahead. But no, I'm just, I would, I would be like, I'd be out places. I'm like, oh, I got to take a shit. I, I guess I got to go home. That's the end of my night. You know what I mean? I used to be that kind of guy, right? I have to go to someone's house or something like that. You know, maybe that's yes. from, uh, uh, you know, being in LA or the West Coast where you can always drive somewhere real quick or something like that. But uh, since I free myself up and I just use bathrooms, I don't use any bathrooms. But you know what I actually found? New York has relatively nice public bathrooms because there's so many of them. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's not like everyone's using this one. I mean, look, the one Starbucks is nasty because everyone's using right. it. But all these bars and restaurants, there's not that many people coming That's what in I think when I see this, these people peeing on the street. It's like, you can't figure out a more creative way to use an actual bathroom. You don't pee on the street, do you? Well, no, I'm afraid of getting the ticket. I have lots of friends who have gotten the ticket. Good. If it wasn't for the ticket, Good. I would pee on the street. I would pee on the street. Really? Man, in Brazil... Maybe this changed by now because they've gotten all rich and shit. But man, they would pee on the street. There's like an art. I've seen people actually here. I used to have a friend here. He could pee on the street while walking and talking with you, and not pee on himself. It was crazy. Sounds like a great, great guy. He is. He's really talented. <laughs> <laughs> but where was I? In? I think in London they have like outdoor urinals, like these porta urinals. But they're like guys gathered around. Like, oh yeah, I've got those. I had those in a uh, in Amsterdam. Maybe and that's where I saw them, but uh, I thought it was London. But. Not only that, but they're like they're for these super tall North Europeans, so I can't even <laughs> reach them, and I'm standing outside pissing next to somebody. Do you have any? You, you had the bit about the uh, the towel coming out, right? And it's the same towel. Did you have that? Bit? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. What, what? Have you ever done one about the spit of soap? That shit is disgusting. The spit of soap. The spit of hard soap that they have, like in France. Oh, I haven't seen that. I, I mean, if I have, I haven't seen it. A it's lot. like a you know, it's like almost like a swarm of soap. <laughs> swarm. And, and, and then that's what you're supposed to use. Like it's okay. it's just not okay. It's so nasty. Did you? Um, there are some good. I almost don't want to. I don't know if I want to reveal the good bathrooms in. Oh, I got some. I have some. I have some really good. Here's bathrooms. some good bathrooms in New York. You ready? Crate and Barrel. Ooh, phenomenal bathroom. I, 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 you know, we can go back and forth. I better yeah. top you. I'm going to top you. Right <laughs> I don't know. You're going to top me unless you no, know. No, I'm going to top you. It's a weird thing. This, this is my not, favorite it's not bathroom. A con- I don't consider this a contest. Well, I'm about like, to win this not a okay. contest. Uh, have you ever been in the bathroom? And maybe this won't appeal to you. At the top floor of the standard, the bar up there? No. See, I mean, if I have to go to the bathroom, I'm not going to be like, hey, no, this, is there a good 34th floor bathroom I can find? When guests come to New York, I show them this bathroom. Really? It's good? It's incredible. What it is is the stall is on it's, – it's facing the window. So you can sit on the toilet and oh. look out over the whole city. Now, is it see, – can people see Well, it? you can put a little curtain or you can just be like, this is me. This is what yeah. I do. But that's not what I do, so I won't. <laughs> but you can still, still just you can pull the curtain like there and still have your head over it and just be looking at the whole city like a king. I mean, to me, that's awesome. I Soho Grand is a good place to go to the bathroom. Soho Grand, Soho Grand Hotel. If you're on West Broadway, I was thinking about hotel. I was thinking, I was thinking about using hotel bathrooms, and I was thinking because of that, you know, to- where totally bias got me all like race minded. Like that's that's definitely some white privilege that I've taken advantage of my whole life. Like I if I just walk in a hotel and look like I have somewhere to be Well they're not gonna memorize everyone. There's there's a million reasons why you could be in that hotel. Like you could be checking in, you could be visiting a friend. They're not gonna be like well, that's Wait, what I always think. They don't have time. They're not like the, the guy behind the desk and be like, who's that 
Who's that dude who just walked in? Like, well, I think unless it's you, a real small place. I think because you and me don't don't look very yeah. threatening. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. I, it's like I an look advantage. Man. Well, yeah, you look pretty tough. Um, I mean, you're here with this undershirt. I feel like you're <laughs> you know what I meant. So I'm wearing like one of these dumb undershirts with the V-neck. I like the V-neck. And I was going to put the shirt over, it, and then I was like, ah, oh, it's a podcast. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not like I walk around with this with my chains showing. <laughs> it's pretty sleazy, but I like it. So bathrooms. That was I wasn't planning on talking about that. You asked me once to film something. That was in a bathroom. Did I? I can't. Maybe I can. I might be able to reveal this because I might not be released yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I've, can, I've, you, can we keep this part right here? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this part that goes nowhere? I'm so sensitive to editing. Um, if you don't want to edit, you can even leave in the, the other thing that I asked you. Okay. Edit. If you right. really don't. If you really. That's all right. I'll cut it out. <laughs> this is We're making this situation worse. <laughs> so you have some road stories? Let's hear them. Oh, well, so I guess, I mean... The fun roads, I mean, I have tons of them, but, like, the really fun stuff was when I was just doing these crazy one-nighters. Yeah. Like, in, uh, and so I started in the Bay Area, so they were always, it's hard to get one-nighters out there without driving really far, so it usually ends up being more than a one-nighter. And the first people to take me on the road were um, uh, some real funny local black comics like Daniel Dugar and Kirk McHenry. They would take me on the road with them. Mm-hmm. And one time, and I had a car also, so that helped out, like, you, like you're saying, that helped with the road. So one time they took me to a gig all the way in... In Seattle or Portland? I think it was outside of... C- What's that city outside of Seattle? Uh, Tacoma? Yes, in Tacoma. I drive up there with these two guys to Tacoma to do the show for this promoter. We get there, and like three other comics have already shown up to do it. Oh, that's, that's happened here, where some really? shit booker triple book something. Yeah. yeah. You're like, hi, I'm here to MC. Oh, that's weird. I'm MCing. Okay, I'm MCing. Yeah. Is that what... So, yeah. It was yeah, it was totally like that. But except it's a fifteen hour drive away. Oh that. fuck yeah! I'm the only white guy on the bill, mostly in black crowd, if I remember correctly. They're not even sure if they're gonna give me a set or whatever. And I get up and I I kill. It was awesome. So and the guy who's booking is this big, like, uh, uh, like a big fat black dude. Apparently he's got a reputation of being like kind of like the Suge Knight of Seattle area comedy. I wish I could remember his name, but if you ask anyone from Seattle. Who knows, like, the black yeah. scene. Like, he's... I, I thought... I was the only one who thought of that as an analogy. He's like Suge Knight, but of comedy. Other people have used that independent... Before I even bring him up, they say he's like that. He's got a real bad reputation for not paying people, being pe- beating people up and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I did the show. I was supposed to get paid... Or at least get... I also fronted all the gas money the whole way up. And I did... What I do? Some kind of joke about how his, like, the rolls on his neck look like a giant sideways vagina. But he was into it. He liked it. So that was okay. Um, you did that from the stage? I think so. I can't remember if I did from the stage or in the room hanging out afterwards. Anyway, we're all we're all just staying in his living room. Like seven comics in his, leaving his living room. He's super drunk. And he goes, he's like so drunk. We're all like just trying to sleep. And everyone's kind of angry because some people haven't gotten paid. Like the headliners never really oh got paid. God. We're just all like angry and like under blankets, like on couches and stuff. And he's yeah. sitting there. He's real drunk. He's like... He's telling me, I don't know if this is after I, right after I said it, if I said it there, if I said it at the show. He's like, man, you're funny as hell. Man, you're so funny. I want to choke you. Man, you're so funny. I want to kill you. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. He's just saying these things. Yeah. Super drunk. He didn't choke or kill me. That's good. But the next day, like, the, one of the comedians I woke up with was super pissed, said he didn't get paid. They had him fly him out. So he flew out. <clears throat> then I stayed another day. The other comedian I was staying with, I drove up there with. He wasn't getting paid, but he was pissed, so we made him fly him out. 
So I'm just stuck in this guy's house. What do you mean he made him fly? He like so they're like, if you're not going to pay me, you're at least going to pay for my flight back to somewhere. I have another gig. You got to pay for my flight. So basically, these guys have kind of abandoned me. <laughs> yeah. That's, I don't understand that because so, so you have a guy who's already not paying people, and they're like, hey, if you don't give me a hundred dollars. I'm going to make you go online and book me a plane ticket. Well, you like, know, a lot and then he would do that. Why well, a lot you of just these go, heck, you need to give me my money. Uh, well, I, they were trying to say that. He kept saying, I will have the money then. I will have the money then. I will have the money then. And he yeah. never had the money. We're just sitting, like, let's just, we're sitting around his, his apartment. He's got his wife is super pissed that we're there. <laughs> we're playing like he's got some shitty golf video game. This is the only video game he had, a horrible game. Yeah. And he keeps he keeps saying, I'll have the money, you know, if he said there's no money, but he kept saying the money will be there. These guys that work for know it's bullshit. And a lot of these promoters, you know, they'll have they'll have flight hookups, you know what I mean? They can give you a free flight, they just can't give you cash. Flight hookups. You never heard there's of- no flight hookups anymore, man. Are you kidding? There's no That's flight That's my hookup. dream is the flight hookup. There's no flight hookup. There is definitely flight There's hookups. There's no flight hookup. I've done festivals are that are me? sponsored by airlines and they don't give you a free flight. Well, you you need a better uh, representation, man. Because if you know... I if you, work if, way more than you, so I think I have good representation. I'm not, I'm, well, I'm just, they should be getting you free flights. You're telling me about a guy who wouldn't pay you and you had to sleep in his house and you're like, you need better gigs. <laughs> yeah, can you get me... Give me that guy's email address. You never met someone that knew a flight attendant or someone that worked for the airlines and flew for free? You never met anyone that does oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but that's not like... That's what I'm talking about. So you're like a friends and family... Standby yes. flight? Yes. That's a flight hookup to you? A free flight is a flight hookup to me. <laughs> I don't care how for, you get it. But you do a professional gig. You want to be like, all right, now my f- sister's friend is a f- JetBlue flight attendant. All right, let's remember the context of the I'm story. I'm going to call her and see if she can have use a buddy pass. The context of the story was that I was working with a shady booker okay. doing shady things. But, so it's not that weird to think that he would be doing this. Okay. Anyway, like on the fourth day, I realized I'm not getting paid. So you just stand in the guys for four I, days? The guys I was with left, and then I drove in the middle of the night. I just left and drove like the 15 hours by myself straight. Oh, my Over, God. And, and that, that road, I don't know if you've ever driven. You probably haven't. Uh, the road between um, uh, the Washington, uh, the, the Oregon, was it, I was in Seattle, between the uh, Oregon-California border is like really crazy treacherous. It's like there's no lights. It's just like a, a reflecting post, like every like however many feet. Uh-huh. And I was doing that like four in the morning. Like it was, Jeez. it was really crazy. So, you, what were you doing all day at this guy's house? Just sitting around his house, playing the stupid golf game, just waiting for one hundred and fifty dollars or something. What was I, what was it? I just wanted to get. I wanted to get my money. I wanted to get. And I wanted to get my gas money at least. Like I didn't even get my gas money to go. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Those those days. I mean, I've had stuff like that. Not not as bad as that though. I think I would have. Left. I miss those gigs like that, though. I mean, those those gigs are like. There's something about those early gigs where they're just like you don't have no idea what you're getting into. It's. I mean, I, I miss them. I don't miss them. Like if you asked me to do one now, I wouldn't do them. But man, those you are the greatest. Re- you stories. recall them fondly. Yes. There you go. They're they're good in retrospect. What's another one? Let's. That that was a good story. Um. Fuck. Let's think of another road gig. Something that doesn't in, something that involves women or. Uh. Not women. You know. We're running out of time. No, no, no. We have about a we have a little chunk of time. But this is going well. Are you happy with? Yeah, I think yeah. Once we stop talking about what a failure I am and just got into tails. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll, we'll bookend it by bringing that up again. <laughs> we'll open and close with your failure. It doesn't sound like. I mean, you, there's people who are listening who are going, "Oh, this guy did a special. He's working the top clubs in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting even the chance to submit to the Daily Show. This guy's no failure." Well. 
Yeah, you can't. You're, I think you're touched. I think I think having done it as long as I have, and there's a lot of people that have done it a lot longer, and not being able to make a decent living kind of sucks. I think that sucks. You got to just uh, work. You just got to work anywhere. I mean, I don't work anywhere. I, you know what I got to do is not be dependent on these agents and managers and just do it myself. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem. I become yeah. too dependent. Just do a blast. Go, here, I did a half-hour special looking for work. Here's a link. A link. If that, that will not work. It no, might work with no. someone. <laughs> you never know. It might work with someone is about, is about how good that might work. Let's hear another road story. Let's think of a road story or, um, oh, this is a really good one. This is a gig I did in, uh, in Thailand. Okay. They flew me out to Thailand to do a gig. Holy. A one-nighter in Thailand. One-nighter? They weren't going to pay me. They were just going to pay for my flight and put me up. For how long? Um, they put me up for one night. I mean, Thailand <laughs> for one night. Yeah, but I know I, you could get a hotel for like eleven dollars. Yeah, and back in the day, it was like I just want to, you know. Even still, now, I mean, maybe not now, but like, still, if you're gonna I'd fly love me to get some, a gig in, yeah, in Thailand, something that gets me to Thailand for yeah. free is fine by me. I just want to be there. Coach. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> From California. Uh, yeah. Also, it was a little shorter flight than. It's still a real. I mean, I used to not even think about that. I love. I've been. You know, I, I like just going to places. Yeah. It was really cool. I had my friend meet me out there. We went for a day. So I, I went out early to hang out with my buddy, and we went for like a few days to um, Cambodia and saw those, the Angkor Wat. You know, you know, it's like the thing with like a. It's kind of like in if you have, don't know what that is, it's like in Tomb Raider where they have like those like you see those weird like giant heads and there's like a tree growing around the head. You know, yeah. the stone heads and stuff like that and it's giant temples, but the trees are all grown over them. It was that. So I flew out to see that, and that was really, really cool. And I went to Thailand. And, and Thailand's a really amazing country. What this kind second of gig was there. So this guy I knew, he used to do comedy out in uh, San Francisco, had moved there, got a job there, and was booking this one-nighter in the city called Patya, which is like kind of like – it's kind of like local tourists kind of go there, but it's also kind of like got a bad reputation. It's kind of like a hooker city. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we go to the gig. It's in an – Irish, it's an Irish, it's Jameson's, it's an Irish bar in, in there. It's all like, it's all like expats and they're like whore wives, like not slutty wives, like they're hooker. They are hookers. Actual hookers. Yeah, actual hooker wives. And everyone is eating it, everyone's eating it like real bad. Like people. Bombing. Are, yeah, bombing. Bombing. That's, yeah, <laughs> thank you for clearing up the, the slang term with Not having successful comedy sh- performance. <laughs> People are eating it, man. It's it's not going well. The guy who brought me up there is doing really bad. And then in the middle of his set, he raises his glass and says he's like to do a uh, a toast to his uh, to his dad who recently deceased. Oh, which is really when you are it's already going bad. Just to add that, you think you would if you had or inclined to do that, and you're bombing, you'd be like, oh, maybe. Maybe skip it. Maybe I don't want to do this. <laughs> These people already don't like me, and I'm going to bring some side up. Well, no, it could win them back. Uh, it was, but it wasn't like it just. It, no, I mean that's like think about what how that's what, yeah. that what no. people don't know if you're joking. They expect everything you say to be funny. No, that's true. <laughs> it know? is a weird thing to do. Yeah, and uh, so then I get up there. I'm dead last of all these people, and all I said was like I got up there and it was you know the bar was called Jameson's. That was my drink back then. Yeah, and they gave me a Jameson. It was like a finger of Jameson in a cup, and I'm like I thought this bar was called Jameson's. This is all the Jameson you gave me. I want a real cup of Jameson's. And, you know, they're all British and English, so they're like, yeah, like, I want them over from the top. Really? But then what they do is they give me a glass full of Jameson's, right. like a glass, not a shot, not a tumbler, like a glass. 
and I'm sipping it because that's what I would drink back then. So it's not that hard for me to drink. But by the end of the set, I am definitely like slurring. I'm doing good, but I'm slurring by the end. And it was just, it was nuts. Oh, and the thing was booked by, it was run by this guy there and this, um, he, he helped run it with this uh, Thai lady who was, uh, she went to school in England. So she had like a British accent and it was another guy who ran it too. So anyway, her and a couple of the guys, they take me out after. So it was an amazing, successful set. Then we go afterwards to like this like street with all these like strip clubs. It's like neon signs everywhere. It kind of was like um, that island where they go in Pinocchio. Um, I don't remember. Bad Boy Island, whatever, but like for adults, for men. It was just like... So you went there after the show? Is that yeah, after the show we go there to party. It's like this place where instead of like tipping the girls, you like throw ping pong balls at them, which seems weird. <laughs> yeah, <it's>, that, <laughs> that is weird. In lieu, that's a choice between that and tipping, I would think. that. Uh, well, I think they trade in the t- ping pong balls oh, for I money. See. Okay. But still, why, why? I don't know. There was like uh, two girls like eating each other out on a Lazy Susan. It was nuts. And then, um, sorry, is this a PG podcast? No, that's all right. <laughs> I'm sorry. There were two girls uh, making, uh, yeah. kissing each other on a lazy Susan, uh, uh, and then and then I don't know. I'm thinking like, am I supposed to like hook up with these girls? And I noticed the girl who runs the podcast, the, not the podcast, who ran the show, the British girl. She's kind of coming on to me. I'm like, oh, I don't even. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna hook up with this girl. And then we leave. We jump on the back of a motorcycle. That's how you get places. There, it's like her and then me. So three people oh, on a little God, motorbike. I would never do this. Yeah, we drive back to the hotel. Somehow I still got it up. We had sex. And then the next morning, she uh, paid me for the gig. So I went to Thailand, got had sex with a Thai woman, and she paid me. That's pretty, and, then I went to the sh- and then I shit in the shower and blew up my eyeball, puke in the toilet. But <laughs> that's the epilogue. Really? Yeah. Shit in the shower? Yeah. In her shower? To. No, I was, I was in a hotel. I don't want to explore that story. Because <laughs> it sounds disgusting. <laughs> All, it is. Sounds, that's disgusting. What do you mean? So after oh, there's just the part of the, the shower, shower part, and then what was the other thing? Oh, I blew on my eyeball. You ever throw up so much that you like plop? No, eye- I not plop your whole eyeball out, but like your eyeball, you no. burst a blood vessel. No, yeah, it happens. Um, I think you've lived a wilder life than I. Have. <laughs> so before we go, anything you want to plug? Um, yeah, you should uh, listen. Uh, get my album. It's called uh, "If These Balls Could Talk." Really? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, you work pretty dirty. No, yeah, no. Last set I saw you do was kind of was. I was like, oh, is he gone clean? Man, I just talk. I, yeah, you I talk don't know. about whatever you want, and I'm if trying, it's dirty, it's dirty. Well, you know what? I was saying that for a while, and then all of a sudden, I'm worried that not that I want to be clean. I just don't. I don't want anything to be one note. I don't want to be predictable. So I want to be able to switch back and forth at least. You know, or have have a variety of topics I talk about. And for some reason, all the stuff I had written was dirty. So now I'm purposely trying to write more clean stuff, or just not go. If it's already starting out clean, why do I got to go dirty? I'm going to try and keep it clean. Yeah, I mean, I think if you can, you know, unless it's just dirty material, to dirty up something. That's already clean. That's fine clean. Might as well keep it clean, you know. I'm G-rated Todd. So you have, (laughs) your album's called If These Balls Could Talk. Yeah. It's a good title, right? (laughs) uh, Yeah, it's a good title. (laughs) That's on. Didn't I help you pick the cover or something? I feel like you showed me pictures of the cover. Probably. Yeah, yeah. And I said that one. Yeah. And so, yeah. So it's Todd inspired. Definitely didn't help him pick the title of that. <laughs> That's a great, that is a great album title. You and think I, so if these balls could talk? I think so. I know so. You tell me that's not, that you tell me that's not a good <laughs> no. title you're gonna, you're for a dirty lose. comedy album? Yeah, no, it is good. All right then. Yeah, thank you. Oh, if these, oh, you know, I didn't even, I didn't even make the connection of if these walls could talk. Wow. Now I get it. Wow. All right. That's good. I thought you were the one that was quick. 
And I, was I am quick. Slow. I, you know, I had a little, you know, lull there. <laughs> so you got that. What else? Website. Uh, you can find out about the shows where I'm not getting paid at at uh, louiskatzcomedy.com. L-O-U-I-S. K-A-T-Z comedy.com. I got videos on there too, a YouTube channel, Twitter. You can find me through all that stuff, just L-O-U-I-S-K-A-T-Z. And what's that show you do in Brooklyn? I've done, I've done it Oh, once. yes. And every Monday I'm at the Legion Bar in Brooklyn. Uh, it's right uh, off the Gram Stop, off the L. Uh, I work out new stuff there every Monday, and we have great comics coming through. Todd's coming through real soon. I did it once. It was it was pretty good. It's really small, though. Like, Was it hold like 30? It holds about 75 when it's packed. Oh, really? But, you know, even even with six people, you can put on a decent show there. But we get more than that every week. It's like we, we're actually built up a pretty good audience now. And it's free show? Free show where comedians come and work out new stuff. And uh, and you can judge them even though you paid no money. Yeah, that's that's the best part of it. You can judge them. <laughs> Thanks, Louie. Thanks for having me. Okay, another episode. Hope you enjoyed it. I have a new special coming out, new special slash documentary, Todd Barry, The Crowdwork Tour. I filmed seven shows, my last Crowdwork Tour, seven different cities, and turned it into a documentary special type thing. And it will be available on lewisck.com sometime in March. I don't know the exact date yet. And if you're listening to this the day it comes out, with the day this podcast comes out, I'll be in San Francisco this weekend at uh, Sketchfest. Then I go to, um, where do I go? Oh, Connecticut to the Foxwoods Comics, February 27th, 28th, and March 1st, I believe. March 7th and 8th, I'll be in Grand Rapids, Michigan at Gilda's Festival. Follow me on Twitter at Todd Barry. ToddBarry.com Feral Audio are the people who put out this podcast and many other podcasts that I even need to catch up on meaning I haven't listened to any of them no I've listened maybe I haven't no I don't know I probably should reveal whether I've listened to them but they're really good people who do them Steve Agee Chelsea Peretti I think Steve Agee Chelsea Peretti um what's his name oh so many people Duncan Trussell Brody Stevens, a whole bunch of others. Check it out, feralaudio.com. And I'll see you guys next week. Thanks. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.